Well, here we are with this familiar story of the, uh, the wise men coming to seek Jesus. And uh, that, because a bumper sticker says, wise men still do. Uh, uh, and uh, so well done for being wise enough to come coming to seek Jesus today. Um, but uh, I want to think about this story a little bit and uh, just how unusual and strange uh, it was really what was going on and how that might inspire us today. The particular verse I want to take as my theme um, was because it jumped out at me rest yesterday as I was reading it. It's from Ephesians 3, 6. And uh, it's a sense that Paul has uh, every now and then. Paul was just overwhelmed by the sense of the revelation that had been given to him of things that had been hidden for thousands of years, but suddenly a kind of the light had gone on, particularly in his mind, to give to everybody else. Uh, because he was the person above all in the New Testament who was given an understanding, looking back, as to exactly what God was doing in Jesus. That was way bigger than even the, the 12 apostles often got to see. I mean, they had their own bits that they got to see, people like John who saw much deeper. But Paul saw much wider and broader than anybody else. And he got really excited about this every now and then. And he'd talk about this as a mystery that's been kept hidden for generations. But it's now been disclosed to me so that I can let you all know. And he describes the mystery in slightly different ways. But it's mainly in Ephesians and Colossians. In Colossians, perhaps he emphasises more the individual aspect. He said, this is the mystery that's been hidden. It's now Christ in you, the hope of glory. This is the gospel that I'm proclaiming to everyone. That Christ... That person who lived a little while ago and died is now risen and he can live in you by his spirit and be the hope that's going to take you to be with him in glory one day and bring his glory down to you now. So there's that kind of individual thing in Colossians. But in Ephesians, he describes the mystery in this way. Uh, the, the verse, chapter 3, verse 6. Uh, this mystery that was not made known to men in other generations. It's now been revealed by the spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. Verse 6. This mystery is... That through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel. Members together of one body and sharers together of the promise in Christ Jesus. Now, the particular reason that verse jumped out at me yesterday is because, as, uh, as Kerry has already alluded to, uh, uh, several of us went to Together 2020 uh, in Bethel, in West, uh, Bethel Convention Centre in West Bromwich. Uh, to gathering, uh, I meant to look up how big the convention centre is, I'm not quite sure, is it 2,500 or 3,000 or something like that? It was, it was actually packed full and they had to have people had almost standing there. Uh, so it was great to have uh, 2,500 Christians worshipping together um, at the beginning of the decade. But, uh, but, but I remember when Tim Fellows, who's kind of the, the driving force behind this, shared at a breakfast um, uh, in Dudley that we go to regularly, um, uh, six months or so ago, uh, once they got the title for this event, Together 2020, he picked up on this verse and he gave a very good exposition of it. Uh, he's not a pastor, um, but he picked up this word here that together comes three times in this verse. Did you notice that? You know, this mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, uh, members together of one body and sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. Uh, so I just want to focus on that particularly. 
So first of all, the, the mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel. That was a revolution. If you've ever read your Old Testament, however much you've read of it, 98% of it, I'll just put a random figure on it, is all about God's work amongst the, the Israel, Israelites, the Jews, the children of Abraham. Every now and then you get a glimpse and say, by the way, this is supposed to go out to the nations and they will all come to him. But it's just hidden away in Isaiah and places. But now that time has come. And how, does, how do we know? Well, one way we know is because these, these rather weird wise men, kings, whatever, whoever they were, we don't really know who they were, came from very far away, from a land that was, the, the, and a culture that had nothing to do with Israel at all. And they came at the birth of Jesus to seek him, to find him and to worship this child. I mean, how bizarre is that? It's completely ridiculous. And yet it happened. Otherwise it wouldn't have got in the scripture. It was obviously a memorable event. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> somehow they, they had got a revelation themselves, even though they were astrologers, uh, uh, that um, this child was, it was quite okay for them to come from a foreign land and worship this king of the Jews. Very strange. But it obviously got a revelation from heaven. Uh, and, uh, uh, and it was an amazing revelation. And they seemed to be quite confident in it. Uh, they were quite confident to turn up in this land and say, well, we've come to worship the king of the Jews. They were mad enough to go to King Herod and bold enough and say, we want to worship the king who's born to take your place. I don't know why they had quite such boldness. I mean, that was the implication of what they were saying. And Herod wasn't too happy about it. But they seemed to know we've just got to find whatever way we we do we need to we're going to seek and we're going to find this king because we know we've had this revelation and uh, and they were right and they got there and they just sensed that when they got there they were accepted by this king their worship was acceptable even though they were gentiles um, uh, as it were excluded from the apparently from the promise to the jews uh, so they sent something in advance which was now revealed to um, Paul, that they were just as welcome, Jews and Gentiles together. We are welcome into God's presence. Whatever our background, whatever our religious background, whatever our upbringing, our customs, our culture, uh, we are welcome to come to worship Jesus. Uh, and so that's the first clear point that we find. Uh, we ha are acceptable because Christ has made us acceptable. The end of our Ephesians reading, uh, as, as Paul puts it now, we, we can take this confidence, can't we? In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. That's a wonderful promise because lots of people down the ages have thought, I'm not worthy enough to get near with God. I'm not sure I can really be, do it. I've messed up here or I've got this thing wrong with me or... My family have done this or whatever it might be. No, we can approach God with freedom and confidence in Jesus and through him. Because Jesus has made the two one, not just two, he's made the billions one. Whatever background you've come from, you can be one in him and approach through him. So that's the first together uh, that we get here. Uh, and then when they finally get there, the, uh, the wise men... Uh, we don't know if there were two of them, or three of them, or five of them. <laughs> um, 
We assume there must be more than one. There could have only been one. It was a bit hard work, though, carrying all that. No, there must be two. They do use plural in there, the wise men from the East. Uh, but they, they, they sensed that they could bring their offering, their worship, together to this child. Um, and uh, we, if you've seen any films about the wise men, they, and in tradition they're given different names, Belshazzar, and I can't remember what all the names are, and, uh, uh, and uh, Melchior, I think it is, and you know, individual characters. Uh, and, I, and they must have been quite eccentric you know, to, to go on this journey at all. Uh, I wouldn't mind betting that they weren't sort of three children of one father, three brothers that all had exactly the same character. Uh, to, you've got to be pretty eccentric to, to leave your home for several months, and go off on camels or whatever it is to far land just to find some child. Uh, so I think, they were, I think they were probably pretty different from each other. And uh, it's probably right that they had different characters. We don't know what they were. Um, uh, and they bring three gifts which are which are very strange and completely different. I'm not going to talk about the gifts here particularly. Um, but they each had their own unique uh, kind of wacky thing that they thought, yeah, I'm going to bring this. No, I'm going to bring this. I know what I'm going to bring. I'm going to bring myrrh. What are you bringing myrrh for? <laughs> You're a funny one. You know, so they, were, they were, had eccentric. They had their own ideas. And yet they knew they, they were in this together and somehow they were going to find Jesus together and they did. And what a joy it must have been when they found that baby Jesus. And then they just kind of, all their differences that they arguing they'd had on the way, they said, Let, it's a waste of time, let's go back, we're never going to find this child. You know, it just kind of dissolved when they got there. And they just worshipped together. They knew they were one, acceptable together, because of Jesus. He's the one that makes us together. And so again, they were a, a forerunner uh, of, of Aslot, the body of Christ. They, they that even, recognized that even though they were different, they might be misfits or weirdos in some way or other, that they were acceptable. Have you seen the um, advertisement that Dominic Cummings has put out for, uh, uh, for members to join the, uh, the civil service? We're looking for weirdos and misfits, he said, to come and join the civil service because he wants to shake up the status quo. He doesn't want Oxford, Oxbridge graduates like me, you know. But actually, I wouldn't fit in because you've got to be a classics graduate, I think it is, isn't it? Or PPE or something like that. I did zoology, so I wouldn't fit in. I'd be a misfit. Easy. So uh, uh, it's exaggeration. But uh, yeah, sometimes things do need to shake up. And the point he's trying to make is we want people who are kind of got strong, powerful ideas that might not fit in with the status quo. But you've got a real gift that can be used. Uh, and uh, that's kind of what theme what there is here hidden in the background you know that you might be a bit eccentric a bit different you might not feel that you fit in uh, but you and your gifts are welcome in the body of Christ and the challenge for us is to find out who we are in Christ and what our gifts are and how we are to contribute them together in the body because when we do that whatever individual gift you've given will become a hundred or a thousand times more powerful when you find your place in the body of Christ. And that's the calling upon us as we go into this year, into this decade. Uh, it's interesting reflect on the event yesterday from a couple of angles. Uh, um, I don't know how many of you have come across Tim Fellows before, who's uh, very much the, the one who's had the vision behind this. Uh, uh, he's just a financial advisor, got an office in Sedgley, and um, yet he's had this burning vision for... 20, 30 odd more years that we need to do things together. 
as Christians across the black country. And so him, particularly him and Adrian Lowe, who came here um, a few months ago, uh, have, have over 20, 30 years been, uh, among many, amongst many others, uh, helped to kind of drive this vision forward that, yeah, Walsall, Wolverhampton, Samwell, Dudley, we can somehow be much more powerful if we work together. And, uh, and Tim, every now and then, he gets these sort of questions that the Lord, prophetic questions that the Lord puts into his head in an airport going somewhere. And there's just sort of, uh, and then the Lord says to him, will you put your arms around the next generation? When he suddenly imagined he saw a, uh, uh, um, a, a bomber coming just in a flash of inspiration, kind of, well, not an inspiration, but a, a kind of a, a picture. And he just felt he just needed to put his arms around his children because this suicide vest was coming near to him. It didn't, wasn't happening, but it was just like a vision. And the Lord said, will you put your arms around the next generation? And that's, that's motored the whole vision of the black country now that has employed somebody like Deb Chamberlain, who was leading there yesterday, to try and help us as the whole black country to reach the whole of the next generation from age zero to 25. We're actually mad enough to believe that every single child can hear the gospel in the next 10 years or so. Now that's the vision, big vision, isn't it? But can we do it? We can't do it on our own, but we can do it together if we realise that we are members of one body together in Christ Jesus. And to say he's quite eccentric in his own way, he's not a pastor, uh, and yet uh, he's found his place and his gifting to be able to come with these uh, pictures, this heart, this passion, and every now and then come out with it in certain ways that we think, yeah, that's from God. And then he goes back to doing his financial advising, you know, kind of thing. And it's a stressful life he leads. Uh, but I um, don't know how he manages to do it all. But uh, there's just an example. He's, he's, he's his own person. He's got his own calling. Uh, and then you've got the young people there that they gathered in for the first hour. And it did, some of you were there, wasn't it? Uh, uh, Sue and Kerry and Jackie, uh, who heard them coming from age 7, age 18, come to do the prayers at the front. I think many of us thought, well, if some of our adults could pray like that, I think we'd be having <laughs> They come up with these amazing prayers, you know, from age seven. It's actually one of the most powerful prayers. Uh, and it just goes to show, it doesn't, doesn't matter how young you are, if you begin to get that connection with God by his Holy Spirit, he can use your gifts uh, 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 to uh, change the world by your prayers and your vision and your hope from however young you are. So everyone's welcome. We just need to find out how to work together as one body and uh, so I'm uh, going to break tradition for my uh, uh, usually around this time of the year I'm trying to separate out the wise men from the shepherds but today I'm going to bring them back together <laughs> because uh, I think well, I think it was the Victorians that started this idea of sort of displaying them all together in a crib scene um, but in a way they were right looking back you know uh, yes there probably was two or three years time difference between when the shepherds came and when the wise men actually finally got there um, but they were right because what was really happening at, at, at the young Jesus who was there is that yeah those ordinary misfit shepherds from the fields were welcome at the feet of Jesus to worship and yes those misfit kings from the from the east were welcome at the feet of Jesus together you know, they, didn't, they were just as equal one together to worship Jesus so it's good that we kind of look at them together, even though they were separated in time. And that's true for us. Not, you may not have made it to the event yesterday, but you're just as welcome together in what God wants to do in the black country, whether you actually got there physically at the same time as everybody else or not. And, and that's the vision. We are all members together of one body. And together, amazing things can happen.
So will you seek and will you find and will you take your place in what God wants to do in his body here in the black country? Finally, uh, the last bit is we are sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. The promise in Christ Jesus. This is what energised Paul. He didn't see everything happening already, yes. 2,000 years later, it still hasn't happened, a lot of things that Paul saw. But he knew that, that God has promised, he who promised is faithful. We have all these promises in Christ Jesus that are being fulfilled and will be fulfilled. And we can hang on to those promises in Christ Jesus. We have a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. And you have been given new birth into a living hope. So we have these words of promise we can take hold of that give us hope for every day, hope for the next year, hope for the next decade, hope for eternity when you go to be with the Lord. We are people of hope. And, uh, uh, and that, uh, don't, don't let anything take that away from you. Yes, take hold of the words of Scripture and the promises you have individually, but even more powerful when we share together in the promise we have in Christ Jesus. And so as Adrian Lowe remind us at the end, you know, these... Uh, uh, promises that we have uh, you know we're, we're believing for big things for the next year or the next decade uh, as when we talked about in yesterday I talked about the work with the homeless or the hungry in Dudley the um, what, what the homeless are doing particularly in Wolverhampton as we know quite well through Peter Bates and other things other people uh, you know what, because the churches are working together here uh, Wolverhampton is, is is kind of a, a spearheading the way hopefully for the rest of the country in how to manage and work with the homeless by working together uh, with, with the Catholics and the Good Shepherd or whoever it may be to really work together with the government and with the services to get a, get a joined up thinking to really help make homelessness history or as Matt Lambert reminded us yesterday, make homelessness his story. We want to look back and say Jesus did that but he did it through us together. Uh, so these kind of things, we can believe for things that are actually already taking place. You know, if, uh, when Matt Lambert first started working with the homeless in Wolverhampton, I don't think he imagined what would be happening now. Hoping to action homes all over the place, that Mary's has got one, uh, to help homeless people get settled into the community. Uh, and, and now a centre that's going to be uh, dedicated. It's a battle over it to get it really opening. So do pray that it will really open soon. There's, there's problems with fire regulations and things like that, that it can't be fully open yet. But it will be soon uh, and uh, uh, we'll really be able to help um, uh, lift some of these people out of their poverty and hopelessness. And ultimately it's Jesus who gives us that hope together. Uh, so we were given um, yesterday uh, a seed together. It's the word it's written on the back of it actually is together. Uh, and uh, this came out of... Um, a scripture uh, given to one of the prophetic leaders from Birmingham who's been doing on this journey, Steve Raymond, for a long time with us. And uh, he had the vision of uh, uh, the verse in Corinthians which said, uh, Paul planted, Apollos watered, they each did their job, but it's God who causes the seed to grow. Uh, but on this seed it says on one side together, and on the other side it says Matthew Verse, chapter 18, verse 20. I hope you all know what that verse is. If you don't, here it is. For where two or three come together in my name, there am I with them. 
and the verse before, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. You probably don't need to remind you that they're some of my favourite verses uh, because I think the microcosm is the church is when two or three actually gather together and pray and then act because then heaven begins to work through what we're doing together, not just human wisdom. And uh, so it's good to take hold of these seeds and think when we do this, when we meet and act and pray and worship together, whatever background we're from, uh, then our Father in heaven will do it uh, and uh, Jesus will be with us and his promises will be fulfilled. Are you willing to join in with that for this decade? Uh, with hope and expectation, find your place, uh, find your gifting and uh, nothing will be impossible for us who believe. So let us pray.